0: Episode of Stoke Meter, we have with this one awesome music prodigy. This individual name is named Masa Fukuda. How are you doing, Masa? Pretty good, thank you. How are you? I am oh man, we're doing we're doing really well, especially since you're on the line here.
1: <laughs> when you said prodigy, I was just like, What? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, and Masa is going to be humble about this all day long, but I've got to explain why um, I reached out to Masa. Uh, I have a a favorite song, and it's called You Will Be Found. It was on the the, uh, musical Dear Evan Hansen. And one time I was just looking on YouTube, and I saw this children's choir singing this. And, man, I almost shed a tear. After that, when it was so beautifully done, you had kids that felt the words of the song. You could—they were crying, and it just resonated with me in a, in a way that uh, few songs have, right? right? And that's the power of music—is that it does that. But to see the deep connection that these kids had to the to the lyrics, but also with the connection they had with you, it was so obvious that they just adore you and i thought who is this dude <laughs> and so i didn't think anything of it until i saw that you had you were singing a david archuleta song um, or having them sing that and i thought there is no way i'm not connected to this guy <laughs> and so i started tracking him down and lo and behold we have a common friend and that's how, that's how we got put into, into touch, Jim Olson, man. And right. uh, it was just one of the coolest things ever. And the choir that I saw on YouTube is called One Voice Children's Choir. And I could not think of a better name than One Voice Children's Choir because you have such a diverse set of kids there, man.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> diverse but also like age-wise as well we got we got a five-year-old and and an 18-year-old all in the same room yeah
0: yeah Yeah. you know i've got to ask you how in the world did this start this whole thing it just it's and the other thing though too is you're originally from japan uh in in osaka right if i remember correctly okay and you i know you were a student and one of your professors that, um, asked you to come and, and go to the school. And then it just kind of took off from there. But you've got to tell us, how in the world did this even
1: start? So, uh, well, first of all, I, um, it took me, well, let's see. It took me two years to get into the School of Music at BYU because they failed me twice. <laughs> <laughs> I actually needed that recommendation letter from from one of my professors who really pushed me. Uh, I needed that because uh, I don't know how else I would have gotten into the School of Music because I guess I wasn't good enough to, you know, I guess it, technically with my piano skills because I had to compete with all those concert pianists and I wasn't trying to be a concert pianist. I, I wanted to be a composer producer. So, yeah. So that was a little tricky. <laughs> but yeah.
0: And, and it moved on, though, because as I, as I was reading, tell me if I'm off on this. There was a contest, and the contest was something to do with the 2002 Olympics. I can't believe that's 20 years ago over there in Salt Lake City, right? Um, but what happened with that? There was a music contest,
1: but what, what went on with that? So it wasn't necessarily a contest, even though it felt like it, because <laughs> they were accepting submissions from all different artists, uh, you know, Utah artists that wanted to be on the Olympic CD. Oh. And uh, so I was a college kid and I just happened to submit one of my songs. It was like, well, what do I have to lose? Right. <laughs> and, and Nobody, <laughs> nobody knows me. Right. And I was, I was like Donny Osmond and Brooks and Dunn, Shadaisi anybody who has ties with Utah, they submit it, you know, Gladys Knight, Kurt Bester, you name it, you know, Tabernacle Choir. So I was just like, well, you know, I'm just going to, what the heck, I'm just going to submit it. (laughs) And, uh, but I um, recorded the voices of 1600 kids gathered from uh, various elementary schools and made this massive choir. And I think it, that power of those voices really touched the people, uh, and the organizing committee that decided which songs are going to go on this album. And, uh, I think that's how it's, it started and ended up. I guess. Dude. Okay. All right. So I'm looking at Gary. Gary has a big grin on his face
0: too. And I'm thinking that was pretty gutsy, man. <laughs> you were going to get some serious competition and then you just do it. You just do it. I mean, you we've interviewed a lot of people here I just uh, what, what does that say to you man? Well
2: one of the things that I think is so interesting about that is you know so if I'm gonna if I'm gonna put my best foot forward and say that I'm in this you know this opportunity comes up is I'm probably going to think like okay if I'm gonna do a choir piece I'm gonna go find people I'm gonna go to the, the schools and I'm gonna find people that know how to sing and that are you know you're going to kids yeah, and, like, you said, 1, yeah. <laughs> like holy cow like being <laughs> it to me that was incredibly gutsy because you're taking kids that are just raw they're not trained they're not you know they don't know how to be in a choir and yet you're able to pull that many kids voices together into a composition that just apparently knocks their socks off
0: <laughs> yeah
2: like to me, that's pretty awesome. That's what
1: I take from that. I think like uh, ignorance is bliss kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anything. I didn't know what I was doing. I just went. I just went for it, like I said, because I have nothing to lose. Right. Um, so even my producer thought I was crazy, <laughs> but so, he was so okay because I, I was paying I, him. I, you know, I, he got paid. So I was like, and I was yeah. like, okay, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. But hey, you know, I don't know. I I can't guarantee this is gonna go anywhere. But but then you know uh yeah it it turned out great didn't it <laughs>
2: yeah you make it sound simple but like I, I had a similar experience with some some um scuba diving equipment that I found in a boat on, in Mexico where I just kind of jumped in the water that didn't make me a professional scuba diver it made me an idiot <laughs> I'm just saying like how, how was that did that just like kind of guide us through what happened when you when you found out that you were in that you were going to be included on
1: that soundtrack. That must have just been amazing. Um, well, I, I have to say that if it wasn't for Greg Hansen, my producer, and his team, so, so we had team. the audio engineer, Steve Lared, who just you know spent countless hours recording and compiling and editing all those voices, who would want to do that, right? And so, and their patience Uh, if it wasn't for them, there's no way this project would have happened in the first place. Mm -hmm. But I know behind the scene, uh, I'm sure that there's a lot that they weren't telling me, because, you know, there's a lot of political things going on. When it comes to music and entertainment, you know, it's about who you know, and and all the big names, they always get it. So I wasn't really expecting much because I was a college kid. I was like, again, I was like, you know, you, you you look at all those big names and there's like, who is Masa Fukuda? So I wasn't really expecting much. And then, so when I found out that I actually made it through all the way, because I was thinking, you know, they're going to drop me sometime. They're going to drop me, you know, and then, I mean, you know, <laughs> talk about pe- pessimism. No, I was just thinking I was just trying to be more realistic. Like I'm, so I don't get my hopes up, you know, and then get disappointed later. So I just think, well, if it does happen, then it'll be a good surprise. And it was a good surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, the oh, fact that you man. just went for it is just a big deal.
0: Uh, a lot of people are going to be scared out of their wits to to even do something like that. And the, and the fact of the matter is there wasn't a, a huge expectation that this is going to go all the way through. I mean, you brought up Gladys Knight, uh, Bricks and Dunn, and all those folks like that. Uh, but the fact that you did it, uh, just taking the action was the the very first step. I mean, looking at your success now, you would have never have thought that story was at the basis of of everything that you've been doing since that time.
1: And,
2: well, and Maurice, when you say going for it, I think that's kind of an understatement. You said, and I, and I keep going back to the 1600 voices, right?
0: Yeah. Oh no, that's a, that that is definitely the definition of going for it, man. <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> definitely, definition of going going for it, uh, no doubt. But and then the other thing though too is that was the impetus for the choir in its present form, right? That is correct. Yeah, yeah. And how how did that come about? I know that there were some students that wanted to say, "Hey, man, let's keep on doing this thing." How did that come about?
1: <laughs> Yeah so basically this is a one time project it was meant to produ- uh, promote the olympics right and so when it was over it was it was a sad day for us like oh you know we, we just made this amazing team and we made magic and so yeah kids wanted to keep on singing but the problem was i was a college kid just barely graduating and i didn't have a visa to stay in this country um i had to go back to japan so many times so just really it was really tricky to to turn this into a job right and so i said well i can do this as for as long as i can stay in this country as a volunteer but i can't really do this full time so um and the the choir the way that this choir came about is just by the mercy of and patience from, from so many um parents, I guess, faith of those kids and and the parents support. And so the parents kind of made up their board, uh, you know, and and eventually set it up as uh, a 501c3 nonprofit. And keep this organization going so I can still do the teaching. Just, you know, I just can't get paid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As as a freelance, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. That's a pretty gutsy maneuver. I mean, that's, that's a lot of
0: time. I mean, I, I, I coach rugby. I know, I know that 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 uh, time in the morning. Whoa! And you're talking hours and hours and hours here, man. Uh, but those relationships, good night. They trickled into something that grew pretty big. And for the audience out there, you might not know this. And and tell me if I'm way off there, um, Masa. And that is, you you've been doing this for 20 years. I remember when we first saw the movie Frozen when we came out and just oh that was such a cute movie my 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 daughters you know they're they're, all, they're ice princesses and the whole bit and they man i got so sick of that song let it go <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta let it go at some point right <laughs> but what i didn't know is there was one very popular uh, version of that song and it was with a, a girl that was uh, that played the snow queen over there I forgot Elsa is that who she played yeah, Elsa, Elsa. Mm-hmm. yeah and it was, it was Lexi Walker right Walker. And she, yeah and she yeah. she fast became very popular I think it last count there was 113 million
1: <laughs> like that, yeah.
0: yeah I lost track of it <laughs> but you were you were at the basis of that I saw I I didn't realize you were there and all of a sudden I this is the beauty about research man <laughs> <laughs> did, did you think it was going to blow up like that when
1: when that video went out with uh, Lexi? No, actually, when Alex Boyer, he's the artist, he he reached out to us, and he's a visionary man. So you know, I I I always believe in that guy, and he always has his crazy, fresh, original ideas, and I, I totally again went for it. Uh, you're not really knowing what, what's going to happen with it. And and lo and behold, you know, we made magic out of it. And so regardless of what the outcome would have been, I think we we were so happy to just, just go and support him and just have that connection. You know, uh, it was literally frozen. Uh, our toes were frozen or going numb or turning purple, whatever, you know, and, and the kids were actually crying behind the scene because it was so cold. You don't see that, right? Because you don't see behind the scene stuff, but, you know, but <laughs> all look happy. And, you know, at the end, it was a great experience for all of us. And that was kind of uh, the beginning of our YouTube era for our choir that kind of opened up a whole new world for us. So it was it was, it was a win-win situation for us.
0: <laughs> okay. I, 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 oh, man,
1: go ahead, Gary. I, I just oh, can't
0: stop laughing because... I I thought it was in a warm stage. I didn't realize (laughs) you were
1: in the cold. (laughs) They picked like the coldest day. I was like 14 degrees out in midway. And that was like the coldest day, I think. I mean, (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's badass. I
2: was going to say, like, okay, I I, I have what I think is the ingredients to your success. But I want to hear from you. Like, what, what do you think is your magic sauce. What is, what what is it that Moss is doing that makes you successful in what you pursue?
1: The magic sauce is that I don't know what the magic sauce is. (laughs) (laughs) I know people ask me that question all the time and I just really can't pinpoint that this is the formula or this is it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a try and error for me. I learn, I'm learning on a daily basis. I make tons of mistakes along the way, right. you know, and, uh, but one thing I am, I, 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 am willing to, you know, change things that are not working and, and, uh, make things better. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I also look at kids as not necessarily kids, but they're, they're my equals, you know, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're musician, we're musician to musician from heart to heart, soul to soul not a teacher and students but I kind of look at them as more like friends family and uh, you know and, and people say that's you know that has something to do with it but I guess I I can't really pinpoint this is one thing
2: okay I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make an attempt at your special sauce from my point of view just talking with you right now I think there's four things two of them you just said two of them you kind of alluded to but it seems to me first of all, you're very, um, how, do you, how do you say it? Your, your tenacity is incredible. I, I've heard that your, your sleep schedule is insane. So <laughs> you, you put in the work. Like you show up and do the work, which I think is huge. Um, but the, the second part, um, and I'm, this is what I'm, I'm getting from you even in this conversation, is you, you know what you don't know. Like you, you work with people, it sounds like, incredibly well. Like you created those, those relationships with people, whether they're another producer or the children or whatever it is. It sounds like you're incredibly successful in working with other people and reaching out. And then just right now, you're, you're teachable. It sounds like you're always learning. You're always wanting to know more. And I think a big one, and I think this also gets lost. I'm glad you're working with kids. Is First of all, you can't fake it with kids. They know if you care or if they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom line. And so you obviously have that connection. They obviously know you care. And I'm so glad that you have the mentality that mistakes are okay. Because mm-hmm. that's something I think kids need to hear these days. Because with social media, all they see is all the good stuff. Everything's right. good. Everything's good. Everything's perfect. Everything's great. You know, anyway, that, that's my five cent, you know, secret sauce attempt on um, masa. What do you think? What do you think, Maurice?
0: I, I, I just see two things, actually, man. I'll even, I'll even go down even further. One all of right, them right. is go with the flow. I, you have been throwing so many daggum things, and you just go with the flow. And as you go with the flow, it's obvious that you adapt. And, and that adaptability translates into what the kids see. Man, I wish everyone could see, and I hope they do. Go watch some of your videos. And when I look at you, looking at your students, there is a connection. Usually when you see something like in the video, you know, hey, this is a stage thing. The, the, like my sister used to say, this is for real. And it, it is so true. Um, when I watch everything that you do with the kids, they're looking at you and they are so connected. And that connection is not easy uh, to establish and you've done it. I've spoken to, uh, subsequently, I found out there were other friends that uh, had their kids sing with you and Mm. I reached out to them and just your ability to connect and to translate that connection to not only the kids, but then to put it in a common mission. Uh, well, I won't even call it a mission. That's just too technical sounding. You make it a common purpose that their parents can feel too. And it's just, it's, a, it's well, bam. <laughs> it, it nails me. And that's why when I look at the, the one voice, one, one, it, I can't, again, I think I, this is a redundant statement, but when you're saying when you're saying talking about one, it's obviously that you're all one uh one minded one in purpose one in whatever you want to call it uh it's it's obvious to me and i I can't get enough i mean you're you, you literally yours is are some of the only only videos out there that can literally almost bring me to tears. I hate to admit
1: that <laughs> <laughs> oh that that that's sweet of you it it does it does uh um you know, um, it does make a grown man cry for sure. I, I, I cry. In fact, I it wasn't actually a video. It was just, it just happened like three weeks ago at our, our summer concert. This is our year end concert where everything just kind of, you know, culminates. And, um, and I never, ever cry on stage. I've never cried on stage, you know, and, uh, and this time it, just got the best of me and I was a mess. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and I think that just that connection and the message just really resonated. And, and there's just really no other ways to describe it. You know, you just got to be there to experience. Mm-hmm. And I think the kids felt it. I felt it. Audience felt it. It's been a really hard year, you know, last couple of years, yeah. especially with COVID. And we haven't had as much uh, connection or in that sense, I, I guess the as many opportunities to connect on stage. So it really meant, I mean, that we, we haven't had a lot of opportunities this year to go in and perform in public. And so this is, you know, this was one of those cases where I really felt that uh, immense connections uh, with the kids and with the message of what we're trying to promote.
0: Yeah, wowzy wowzy wowzy. I I just, I just looked at my face. I'm I'm all serious, but (laughs) I'm just so engrossed in this. Okay, so I'm going to pivot, and this is a big one. Um, I'm Japanese as well, right? And so I understand a lot of the different things that are happening. And even though I was I raised in the states, there's a lot of things from a traditional side I get, and I I started understanding my mom when I visited there, and your family wasn't into music a whole lot, right? Beforehand. <laughs> so I got to ask, what was it like to break away from the tradition? Uh, that, because in Japan, it's all about tradition, right? Yes. Everything just wowsy. I came, I went over there and they didn't know how to take me, man. <laughs> <laughs> but with you, I, if I recall, your father was a dentist uh, yes. and, and, There might be that expectation that you're going to carry on that that family practice. What was it like when you came back and thought, I'm going to do music, man?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So funny you ask because, uh, well, first of all, I'm the only son. uh, Not not only the only son, but I'm the only child, period. So it is is even more pressure on me to take over my dad's job as a dentist, which is a great job, right? It's a great occupation. So it would be, it'd be crazy not to to carry on that family tradition um but I was a different kind of a kid <laughs> I was uh, uh, one day my my dad took me fishing and I um you know when when you stick the little worm through the through the <laughs> hook you know I was so grossed out that I couldn't I couldn't even do it i mean i i was you know first of all I hate I hate blood well it wasn't bloody but it's still you know like sticking something through you know, sticking needle through through a worm that was that did enough for me to, uh, to to get grossed out. So so my my dad was saying, OK, you're never going to be a doctor if you can't even do that. And also, I was really clumsy with my my hands. You know, <laughs> uh, my dad is great with like uh, woodwork or just, you know, detailed work. You know, when you when you have to operate somebody, somebody else's mouth, you know, you have to be really skilled at detail finger works, right? Well, I wasn't one of those kids. I was not into crafting or making things, fixing things like my dad would do. So, my dad said, you know what? You're probably not suited for a dentist. <laughs> He's the one that told me that. He said, you know what? It would be better for the world if you didn't become a dentist. <laughs> like it'd, be really, it'd, be really, it'd be really scary. This place would be a... A scary place if I had if I had to be a dentist. So because uh, again, I I didn't enjoy it for one thing, but also my dad see that that was not one of my talents. And so, uh, but it's it's it you know people look at me like, well, why aren't you taking over your dad's job Because it's you know it's 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 almost I mean some parents don't even give their kids a choice. Right. It's like, well, this is what you're gonna become, you know. But but I was really attracted to sounds or anything that made sounds since I was little, like a little tape recorder. Um, and, and or the piano I started playing with <laughs> at the age of four. So, you know, my parents decided, you know, I think he is going to be a musician or he's going to do something with the sound because, you know, he's more attracted to sounds.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness, Grace. Well, you had it had to make him proud, though, when you went back to Japan and you won the uh, John Lennon International Music Award, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that was uh that's another stress. <laughs> we, we, uh, we literally packed up and went. I mean, we had we had to gather up whoever could go to Japan at that that time because yeah. uh, the the piece that I entered into this competition with uh, made it to the final round. It was an original tune called "Innocence of Youth." It's a Christmas song. And they, they loved it. So we made it to the top 12. And now you know for a live live audition in front of the judges, in front of Oka, Yoko Ono, uh in front of George Martin of the Beatles, right? I mean, that's like <laughs> that's like how how is that for making you nervous? But all at the same time, it's like, well, I can't pass up this opportunity. So we we uh we literally like packed up and went and with with the kids who, who who could go and support me <laughs> on this. It was an original competition, and we were um yeah, we were the only kids group. Everyone else is just like all local bands and, and you know, bands from all over the world. Wow. Uh, we all gathered in Tokyo. But you got to tell the audience, how many days notice did you have? <laughs> <laughs> three weeks, two or three weeks. I can't remember. Something like that. It was, it was not a long time I remember.
2: <laughs> and to figure out how to get all these kids over to, to Japan.
0: To Japan, man. Gonna to and we're going to go, gonna go yeah. to Japan. And by the way, we're going to. We're going to perform
1: in front of Yoko Ono. <laughs> yeah. And it's a good thing that the kids didn't know who she was. Because otherwise, they would have been so nervous. I was nervous.
0: <laughs> I like, kids were just like, at
1: the end of the day, they're just like, oh, there's like, you know, 14 judges. and You know, a bunch of, bunch of old, we just performed for a bunch of old people is what they said. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's funny! I love kids, man. They're just—they're just so. I love—I I love the fact that they see things for what they really are. They're not—it's not the stars. It's not anything else. It's just they just a bunch of old people. <laughs> oh, that is absolutely fantastic, man! Oh my goodness, I love it! I love it. Well, man, there was another question that I had and it was this. it was at the top of my top. Of, oh, that's what it was. I'm, I see. That's what happens when I talk out loud, man. I, I apologize. But, <laughs> I, you know, I, I learned from our conversation that you, you and your wife are now parents to a pretty new, ch- new child. Congratulations, by the way. Uh,
1: <laughs> We're beyond excited. We've been waiting and waiting for years. So oh it's fantastic
0: now you know the follow up question is going to be what what are the th- lessons learned that you hope to convey to your child especially in lieu of everything that you have learned with all of these other amazing kids uh, along the uh, along the path here what what le- what nuggets of wisdom would you share with her or him i forget I'm, i apologize i forgot <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, well, one thing that I would convey or pass on to the next generation is what my dad has done to me is to give me the freedom and to, to go after or pursue your passion. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to hold him down. If he ends up doing music, that's great. I couldn't be happier. But, but if he ends up becoming something else other than a musician, hey, you know what? That's what my dad did for me as well. And so really go, go after your dreams. Um, But also just along the way that, you know, that just the faith and resilience and whatever you choose to do, just, just, you know, keep at it and don't, don't give up because there's been so many obstacles in my life, but you know, the one above knows what's, what's doing, what he's doing and you know, what I need and always, always place places, people along the way that I need and, and the things will just fall into place. You may not recognize it at that point, but you know, you, you, you'll, at the end you'll see it, you know, and, um, in the hindsight is like, okay, it all makes sense now while well, I had to go through some of the trials that I had to. So just always keep, keep at it and, you know, keep the faith. Don't give up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, I love it. This is, I think seem, that seems to be a
2: reoccurring theme with so many of the people that we talk to mm-hmm. is just that resilience because, yeah. Everything's no, nothing happens easy. Nothing happens without issues coming up, and it just seems like over and over again, the people that I see that are success, success, successful in whatever they do, it's that resilience. It's that I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this out. You know what I mean? And that seems to be a reoccurring thing with you as well. Is. Yeah. You know what? I don't have a visa. Well, I'll figure it out. I can't get paid. Well, I'll figure it out. You know, like what Bri said. It's like that kind of roll with that attitude. I think it's
0: fantastic. Oh my goodness! And you bring up another thing, Gary, and that I I, I don't know why I didn't hit before. And a lot of uh, the prior interviews we had dealt with emotional health, and the thing that music does is is such a such a elixir or medicine or whatever you want to call it that really helps cross so many divides into something that you can really find yourself and Perhaps that's why it resonated so well for me. It it wasn't that I was in an emotional state of duress when I was watching it. I just, wow, this is cool. and I can see how it really impacted not only the kids, but all you have to do is look at the comments. I really needed this today. Whatever it might be, man, the fact that you're bringing that kind of of healthy behavior, uh, I, I can't think of another, uh, a greater testament of the things that you're doing, man.
1: Well, thank you. I That has always stood at the core of who we are and the music that I do. It's the core value. Um, so many organizations that deal with kids and talents, they focus on the talent, mm-hmm. but I wanna focus on what you do with the talent because there's so many talents out there, wherever you go. Right. And I, to some extent, I just, uh, when you brought up the bait about the baby, I, it's a scary world right now. Right. I mean mm-hmm. that there's more challenges in a way than ever, just because of social media and who knows what the next 20 years is going to bring us. Right. And so it's a scary, it's a scary world. And, and you talk about nine one one, you know, you call emergency, Hey, you know, I need help, you know, uh, not just physical help, but we need emotional help. There's, I think, there's more now that we're gonna uh, that we're gonna need mental help, mm-hmm. um, psychological help, and people look at us as that place where they can obtain that help. There's a 911, there's this doctor who was dealing with COVID and they, he was just getting so discouraged. Another day of defeat. He, After trying so hard, he lost another patient and he came home really discouraged. And then he turned on One Voice Children's Choir video and listened to it and and, uh, and had new hope and then to go another day because otherwise this doctor didn't know how to ever to, to even go on. And he said, you guys are my 911. And that really touched my my hearts when he, you know, uh, he uh, he posted that on social media actually, and uh, oh, wow. uh, and we were all touched when we saw like wow this is what we're doing whether you realize it or not yeah this is why we can't stop doing it because no. somebody <laughs> out there needs this yeah you know you can't be just self just selfish like I'm tired or well, you know yeah, I'm tired. I want to quit. You know, there's, there are days I want to quit too, but you know, Hey, there's somebody else out there just by what we do, who's, who's going to be really moved and have their life changed by what we do. And, <laughs> just, and yeah, I think that has been the driving force of our choir for the kids to know that we're not doing this for ourselves. I mean, along the way, you may benefit from it too, yeah. but we're, you're, you're really doing this to, to, uh, to benefit somebody else
0: i'm i'm looking at gary down there you could tell he's in some scrubs he's actually on a work break right now as a nurse gary i think he just gave you a free therapy session man
2: no no, no for sure <laughs> Well, i was just gonna say is I, I think that what you said is is very understated i mean just as much as a as a physician or whatever is saving lives what you're doing you are literally also you're saving lives you're here you know I've heard many times that in medicine, what you're doing is you're putting the body in the best state for healing. A doctor doesn't heal someone. You know what I mean? A medicine doesn't heal someone. It puts the body in the right frame of mind so that it can heal itself. Music to me is exactly the same thing. Music can heal people very literally by putting them into either an emotional state or physical state where the body can heal. You know what I mean? And so um, I just want to emphasize that as much as, again, whether a doctor or anyone else is literally saving people's lives, what you are doing is saving people's lives as well. I hope you understand that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's very significant to me.
1: Well, that's really helpful. I mean, that, uh, I'll definitely convey that to our kids too. I think the kids, and we all do. We all need that reminder. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. And tell, tell, tell the kids that, you know, these guys said that, that I'm incredibly awesome, that you guys should, you know, <laughs> take me out to lunch and no, they know, they go you, you can know. tell, that's why I said before, and Maurice and I, you know, we, we've always kind of worked with youth growing up and that type of thing as well, is I always appreciate people that can connect with children because again, you can't fake it. They can no. see through people better than anyone. And so when I see people like you that have such an impact with children, you're already good people in my book.
0: Yes, <laughs> there's no okay. doubt about it. No, Masa, I I can't thank you enough for this wonderful opportunity to interview you and and also just to get down into how you've impacted not only kids but just everyone that that uh, sees the things that you that you do and. I would hope that you continue this for as long as you're on the earth, man, because it is marvelous what you do. And I can't tell you how many times the the music videos that you've put out there have, have buoyed me up. And I have no hesitation to share them. And I guarantee you it's buoyed other people up. I think Gary was crying in the, just crying like a baby in the closet after I sent him that, that kind of
2: video. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey Mata, how do people find your guys' stuff? What
1: yeah. would they look for? So you can uh, <laughs> simply Google search One Voice Children's Choir, uh, and you can do the same with Facebook. We have our own Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages, um, and we have our website, uh, One Voice Children, onevoicchildren.com for the general public and .org for people who are interested in the nonprofit aspect of our organization.
0: Awesome. that is great and we'll put that all into our links when when the show is done as well but again i cannot thank you for enough i really cannot thank you enough for doing what you do and bringing that uh, state of goodness for anyone that really
1: that witnesses what you do and well, i would that, hope that we- means a lot <laughs> coming <laughs> from somebody like you who's also you know very highly well respected and accomplished and uh thank you for, yeah for saying that. i do feel like a beneficiary of so many people's um, talent skills and and uh time knowledge everything uh, that they they've contributed to the choir cuz it, it literally takes a village right to yeah. To run an organization like this and to raise kids. And so I there's no way I could I I would be standing here today without all the people who sacrificed in the past uh, to to help sustain the choir.
0: You were awesome. I, I love it. I love it. And I hope we
1: can do this again. Yeah, yeah. This is very delightful. i I love this <laughs> again, just real real time talk. It's just yeah. You want to
2: <laughs> And I have to throw you under the bus a little bit for our listeners. Everyone, this is Masa's first podcast, and he just, holy cow, man. You're natural, dude. You're awesome.
1: (laughs) I'm not natural, but you do bring out the best in people. I can tell you that much.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Well, again, Masi, thank you so much for the time. This is very, very impactful. And we will
1: catch you on the next bounce. All right. Well, thank you so much.